You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Good We're evening. on episode 100 and something or other. It's episode 124, actually. Ooh, See? Wow. It's 100 and something yeah. or other. 124. It's been a while. <laughs> we decided not to do the live stream tonight because we just need to get back into this. Yeah. Get our flow going again. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my thought on, yeah. let's stay away from the live stream tonight and mm-hmm. just go get for back, the- Get back to riffing off each yeah. other. Yeah. 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 Get comfortable again. Obviously, we had a couple weeks so we had to cancel- Mara wasn't feeling well last week. Rudy, who was supposed to be here with us tonight, got the con crud. So and cod crud is brutal. Yes, it yeah. is. I'm so glad I didn't go to that con. I almost yeah. went. Almost. Which one was it? Columbus. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The Columbus Toy and uh, Comic Expo. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to do a podcast with Rudy discussing toys, toys. collecting toys. What are some yeah. of our favorite toys to collect? That'll be fun. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Something totally different. So first thing I do tonight is mention our sponsors. Good news on that front. Oh. oh. I talked to the Flint Institute of Arts today. They yeah. are re-upping for another year. Yeah. Cool. A year? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. They always do a year at a time. Wow. So we're going to get a check oh, from them yeah. in the next couple of weeks, and that'll help yeah. pay for Yay. stuff. Cool. Yeah. Dollar dollar <laughs> bills, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> dollar dollar bills. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else do we got? Because, um, by the way, they actually moved me out. I, I no longer live in... The Flint in, Institute. And no longer live in the Institute of Arts anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm now in this weird shed out back. Yeah. It's a little disturbing. It smells a little bit like copper, so I'm kind of concerned about what mm. goes on in there. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> it's my work shed. Just don't drink the water. <laughs> no water. No water. Not yet. Still not safe. <laughs> Other sponsors is Rudy's Matador Martial Arts, yeah, located in St. Clair yeah. Shores, so make sure you check them out. I believe they've got a Facebook page as well. They do. And then, of course, ProjectorScreen.com. Of course. Yeah. Did of you course. ever end up ordering anything from them or no? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They were a little, I, I hate saying this, they're a little out of my price range right now. That's all right. No. So, but may, they have maybe really once shit. the base, once the basement's done. Yeah. Because I don't think I'm going to be putting an inflatable screen in the basement. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> like a bounce house and an inflatable screen. Oh, now that. That perfect. would be awesome. That Dude, when you amazing. do your screen, I'll come over. We'll build it by hand. Yeah. Same thing I did with this one. That so easy. 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 Remember that button for staples? Yeah. Easy. Yeah, yeah, I have one of those yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's that, that simple. Yeah. So anyways, um, news this week. Kind of, I don't really understand this at all, but... They're already talking about doing an It prequel, and I think it's just a stupid fucking mistake. It is. And I, yeah. from Why? what I'm hearing, Stephen King's actually like, what? Yeah. Like, really? I mean, it's, it's like, it's a cash Why? grab, obviously. Yeah. It is. It really is. Like, yeah. how can we how can we keep this franchise going for a couple more movies? Yeah. And I, I mean, I can kind of see doing, like, 1800 circus movie yeah. being, being freaky and interesting. Yeah. But with especially if they cover like the whole fire of the garment factory and all that kind of shit, you can get some really gruesome, cool stuff going on in it. But at the same time, why? At the same time, that was backstory for the book. We yeah. don't need 
backstory for this. No, we don't need yeah. it that fleshed out. Not everything needs to be milked. No. So, yeah, they were talking about a Bill Skarsgård and uh, the Muschietis were talking about potentially doing this. And I'm just mm. like, we're already at almost six hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they should have given the, the Muschietis two movies for the second pa- for the second one instead of one. It would have been too long. Really? Yeah. Because I heard that the, that the issue with the pacing that they're having is that they had to edit out a lot of crap that they thought was going yeah. to keep it flowing. It has a weird flow to it. And that that with all of that in there, the flow was better and actually made more sense. By the time it was over, I was done. I really liked the movie, but I don't need any more Pennywise. Well, no. Six hours was enough. Two movies, I would have been like, it would have <laughs> felt like The Hunger Games. Yeah. Where we had to split one book into two. Yeah, yeah. No. The only I mean, time, the only time, that, the only time that that's worked really well, I think, was the, the last Harry Potter. Yeah. Where they were like, you know, we have a lot of freaking story to tell. Cover. In other news, Halloween Kills started filming this week. So yep. we'll be getting more Michael Myers very soon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're doing two more of those. <laughs> I am actually beyond excited for this. And they've already said that the third one, Halloween Ends, is not necessarily going to be the end. Not. Of course, of course not. not. Dude, like, like we have ever believed ends or is dead right. or the any final, of that. The final chapter. The final yeah. chapter, yeah. Like Freddy's dead was really going to be the last Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> Although it almost was if you think about it, but that's yeah. kind of a trip. And today is officially the 100-day countdown to fanboy tears. Yes, it is. The Rise and of Skywalker I will, will be in theaters. on the tears of fanboys. I'm just going to go with bowls, and I'm going to stuff yeah. them with tissues, and they can hold them under their eye sockets the entire time. Yeah, yeah nice mimosas out of fan tears. I'm, I'm going to go dressed as Conan <laughs> and just sit cross-legged in the back of the theater and, and crush my enemies. Yeah. <laughs> I want to milk your tears. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Your Why does this utters. remind me of something horrible out of a Ren and Stimpy yeah. episode? Because it is. <laughs> because it is. It is okay, 100%. Good, good. good. As, long as, as long as I've got my finger on the pulse of whatever the hell's going on here. <laughs> oh, it's on the pulse. <laughs> and then the saddest news of the week, they're going to re- remake Face Off. And I'm just like, you're uh, fucking wow. stupid. It's not. It's not actually greenlit yet. Yeah. No. Do they no. have anyone to it's mind? In they pre-produc- it's in pre pre-production. They're talking about it. Paramount says that they want it. That doesn't yeah. mean it's going to happen. Well, here's the funny thing, though: is the writers bet- behind the Twenty One Jump Street movies are actually the ones working on this thing, which is uh, kind of awesome because those movies were pretty damn good they're hilarious yeah. they're pretty hilarious damn good so I, do you think this would be a comedy then i hope so i yeah. hope they take it they take <laughs> Just, it to an extreme dumb be kind level of, i mean it'd be fun if they did it i would be i think what they should do with it. face off is get someone who's like like vin diesel and then get someone really tiny get, <laughs> like shift their faces. get the get the rock and kevin hart yes i don't think kevin hart's gonna be acting for a while he actually his back is is really? recovering they're saying that okay. he'll be back He'll be okay here soon. They, they said they had to like, fuse something. 
Yeah, that does, that that still gives them six months. That's and that they, dude's in crazy good shape. So, dude, they should do the Muppets face off. Muppets face off. Yes. <laughs> Kermit and Fozzie. You're right. <laughs> waka waka. Or or go like the full Sweetums and Fozzie. Yes. Are the two that get the the, the yeah. face swaps? Seriously, can you see like the the promo for this? I, can you see? <laughs> yeah. Can you see Fozzie's body with Sweetums' head? Hell yeah. <laughs> I see it in my nightmares. <laughs> what about the Swedish chef, dude? Oh, God. <laughs> do a face swap. Do a face swap with him and, and Beaker. Yeah, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. they both kind of talk the same. Yep. <laughs> well, at least we're having fun tonight. Yeah, right. So, um, uh, new releases. Oh, I didn't look up the new releases this week. I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah? yeah, what's up? What's out this week? Okay, Nothing. so there's Hustlers, the uh, Jennifer Lopez stripper movie. Yeah, heard good things. And then I think The Goldfinch is out this week. Oh yeah, yeah. which yeah. I'm going to go see. You're going to see the screening tomorrow. Yeah, night. tomorrow night. The cool. Goldfinch looks amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm amazing. hoping it's good. Cool. I like the book. So suggested viewings this week. I am going to go completely against the grain here mm-hmm. and i'm going to suggest that the entire world watches the fanatic really this, oh my you this might be movie the only person i know i am going to be the only person i know i i've loved reading all your comments in all of our groups this movie is getting ravaged by everybody and watching the movie i understand why it's being ravaged and i know that that's exactly what they were going for this movie is a giant troll it's it's everything about the movie like it's ripping on hollywood it's ripping on fans it's ripping on the internet it's ripping on social media it's making fun of john so, travolta's career and like he he has autism in the movie he's like asperger's to the like the fullest degree yeah with the world's worst haircut and yeah. he wow. goes full bore into this character mm-hmm. And what I like about the movie is he is so uncomfortable to watch in this movie. His physical mannerisms are so out of control. And he is just like, fuck it. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm doing whatever I want with this role. So did he, but is he, is he out of control like that because he's playing the dude with Asperger's or is he doing it because he's John Travolta out of control? I think both. Okay, cool. I think he did a phenomenal job. The movie reminds me a lot of like old school 80s thrillers. Okay. You know? And it's terrible. It's a terrible movie, but it's a great movie. It needs to be watched. And it's kind of cool that Fred Durst has made like this transition from Nookie to. From terrible musician (laughs) to mediocre filmmaker? Whoever thunk it, you know? He actually, he's made a couple really good movies, though. Yeah. I can't rem- I can't remember the names right now, but one of them was like really well received by critics a couple years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had heard about this movie, like the plot and you know John Travolta and the Fred Durst connection and everything, and I I was very intrigued and I wanted to see it. And reading your review, I'm like, I really want to see it. I yeah. think I think yeah. I'm gonna like it. I love late period Travolta. It's yeah. been amazing. I mean, He's, I, he did Gotti, which is like a comic masterpiece. It's not supposed to be funny. But it's brilliant. Oh, it and I'm I'm excited for the fanatic. And it's got Devin Sawa in it that okay. was in Idle Hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, He's apparently really they're good. talking about doing Idle Hands two now all of yeah, a sudden because yeah. of this movie. It's <laughs> not going to win any awards. 
it's nothing like Oscar worthy. I think people just attach themselves to it as I'm going to look at this it with full negativity, yeah. like from point A. It's easy to, I think, yeah. for people. Well, yeah, and it's yeah. the internet now. Yeah, Everybody just wants to latch on and attack everything. It's a worthwhile watch. Yes, there's terrible stuff in it, but when the violence happens, it's like, holy shit. Like, you can't even believe where they go with yeah. this thing. Um, Man, I'm pumped. Very reminiscent to me. Taxi Driver and Nightcrawler. Mm. Very, very reminiscent. Yeah. Well, well I liked one of very those, cool. too. Yeah, I love both of them. So. Yeah. Oh, it's right, because you're not a big Jake fan, are you? No. Not so. even a little. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. Spider-Man kind of got me. He was really good as Mysterio. Yeah, he really was really Mysterio. good in that movie. And I was like, God damn it, I like Jake Gyllenhaal and something. <laughs> this is not okay. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you impress me? <laughs> All right, Trevor, what's yours? I got nothing. Really? Really. I haven't, okay. I haven't watched anything in like three weeks. All righty then. Yeah. Mara. Well, I just got ro- a Roku. And I'm just blown away by all like the free channels. Mm. And I have been just watching every single thing on the Shout Factory TV channel. Um, so so much goodness there. Oh yeah. So yeah. my so what I've been I guess my suggested viewing is um, some of these uh, like clips I guess of the Dick Cavett show. Because <gasps> I've been watching some really good interviews. I watched uh, Robert Altman, mm-hmm. Vincent Price, uh, Lucille Ball. Um, I didn't watch the Betty Davis one, but I had seen that one. Pre- do they have Do they have the the interview with uh, uh, John Lennon on there? I don't think John Lennon was on there. It uh, might be. I didn't really go through the music ones. I like. I like went through them, but I didn't watch them. I was watching the like. They had like the the horror thing, and then the like movie. Yeah. Uh, Legends. Orson yeah. Welles. We watched him. Oh. Um, yeah. Just like I mean, Dick Cavett's kind of a pill, and he's he like, you can tell he's like grating on the nerves of these like legends you know like yeah. Yeah. lucille ball's body language she kept like turning away from him and like being like yeah mm-hmm. and it's like she just and talking to the crowd she yeah. stopped talking to him and started talking yeah to people she did she was there, not, yeah. she would not address him after I, a certain moment he's sitting there going like "Ooh, that movie you were in oh i was so turned on i was just turned i was 12 years old i was turned on and it's like dude Ew. Yeah, no, dude. no one cares about you can't Dick get away with that like, now. seriously. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dick, Dick was interesting because for a lot of people, he was really good at getting people to come out. He did. He did. He did a good job. He. But with some people, he, oh, yeah. oil and water. Yeah, and it's like, he, oh, I watched George Carlin too, and George Carlin was very polite to him, but I don't think he really liked him that much either. Yeah, Robert Altman liked him. I think Jimi but... Hendrix wanted to punch him. Like, if you watch yeah. that interview, because he kept focusing on Jimmy being in the army. And he didn't want to talk about that. And he didn't want to talk about yeah. that. Jimmy didn't really want to talk about anything. Yeah. Jimmy was the shyest dude on earth. And you watch him in that, and his body language is just like, get that camera off me. Like, quit asking me questions. Yeah. This is terrible. I don't want to be here. <laughs> and then Dick would just keep pushing, and he's just like, yeah, man, that's great. That's, that's groovy, man. You're like... But these, these interviews are good, though, because it really gets into the, like, he gets them to talk about, really, like, their passion. And, like, Rob, the Robert Altman one was especially good because he talks about the uh, making of Vincent and Teo. And he 
pretty much just goes on and on and on, like like almost like fanboy style about Vincent Van Gogh and uh, you know a lot about his craft and movie making and yeah, I could just listen to Robert Altman all day and all. Robert night. Altman is God. Or, he yeah, is he one sure of is. The, he really is, he is one of the my man. gods. So. Suggested viewing Dick Cavett show, especially Robert Altman. You know what? I'm going to throw one in. I do have one. Okay. Um, Salem's Lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Salem's Lot. Um, had it on the, in the background today while I was getting some stuff done around the house. And holy crap, I forgot what a scary movie that was. Like, it's a made-for-TV Toby Hooper horror movie yeah. that works. And it shouldn't. I mean, you have David Soul <laughs> is your main actor, but then you look at everybody else in it, and everybody is a big is a good actor. It's an entire movie of supporting actors that are amazing. I mean, James Mason is just incredible. In he it. was an amazing actor. He really was. Um, yeah, I, I I can't get enough of it. Um, and, October's and, coming up. October is coming up. We Watch need. It. We need to. We are going to be doing our horror movie. Oh yeah. Month here soon. Yeah. Thirty day, Thirty one days of horror. Thirty one mm-hmm. days of hell. I dread this month every year. <laughs> <laughs> we had a blast last year, man. Admit it. Well, with the podcast we did, but yeah. the, getting the content out there to yeah. publish a horror review. Thirty one. It's of so them. hard. Yeah. It's so hard for. We have what 15, 15 writers. Getting everybody to pump out two or three articles? Yeah. No. Oh. Oh. We've made some adjustments here, though. Yeah. We have. I've made some uh, executive decisions this past week, and I think everything is going to work a little I bit better. I think they're going to work a little bit better. I think yeah. it's going to be a little bit better. We can talk about mm-hmm. that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Liam. Oh, man. Um, the only thing I've watched this week, so I guess this is my suggested viewing, uh, is The Righteous Gemstones. It's the new show from Danny McBride, and he plays, uh, he's part of this family, the Gemstones, and they're all televangelists, <laughs> and it's bananas. Uh, Walt Goggins is in it. Really? He's like, he plays their creepy uncle. Walt Goggins plays their creepy uncle named Baby Billy, <laughs> and it's it's just wonderful. It's so dark and weird and funny and just great. What's it on? Uh, it's on HBO. Okay. Yeah. Walton Goggins is one of those actors. He's oh, so good. He is He's so, so good. good as a creep. Well, you know, he played the uh, transsexual character on Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. yeah. Like seamlessly. Yeah. It was made like you wouldn't even realize it was him until you realize like yeah, until you oh saw his names it. are his names in the wait what oh <laughs> holy shit yeah that was Walter Goggins yeah oh my god yeah yeah he's and he shows up in everything mm-hmm. yeah I mean wasn't he in Ant Man and the Wasp yeah mm-hmm. yeah I mean great character the most actor. random movies and he just shows up comes in is great and leaves like what the hell so we haven't been here for a while so we're keeping yeah. it light tonight. And we decided yeah. to just do a just topic we just thought of off the top of our heads. So we're going to talk about some of our favorite 80s comedies. So I'm going to actually go to Mara first this time. Oh. Ooh. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with well. th- this movie is, I, I don't know if it's the first movie I see in the theater. I actually think the first movie I ever saw in the theater was like a second running of E.T. Oh. Because that movie came out the year I was born. So it could <laughs> But I, uh, anyway, I'm digressing. <laughs> um, my first like real theater experience 
that I remember very well and it being like a big moment and then I that became like one of my life favorite movies is Beetlejuice. Mm. Yeah, I love Beetlejuice. Delicious. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. 1988. It's like what? Like uh, it's uh, Tim Burton's second movie? Somewhere um, around there. It's his second studio movie, I yeah, think. Yeah, after he... Pee-wee. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember seeing the trailer and being like, that looks, like on TV, and being like, that looks cool. I think I'm going to like that. I'll never be able to see it. And <laughs> then my, my parents were like, want to go see Beetlejuice? I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'll just never forget seeing that in the theater. It's just, I mean, I obviously never saw anything like that before, and... I'll never forget how hard my mom laughed at the Deo scene. And it was just, I mean, to this day, I still put that movie on and it, it cracks me up. Um, makes me feel good. Oh, and that's the thing about it. It's like I saw it, you, you know, I saw it when I was a kid in 1988. We got it on tape when it came out, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I watched it repeated viewings and mm-hmm. it's like the older I got and the more times I watched it, the better it got and yeah. the funnier it got because I'm just mm-hmm. getting more jokes yeah yeah and the older you get the more you're like oh yeah and it's like (laughs) oh that like like the civil servant slitting their wrists yeah yeah exactly it's like all over the place and that's just like a testament to the movie it is because there's so much there that like i was like six when that movie came out and i loved it and then i love it love the cartoon too I did, yeah. Even though it was really weird and different, and I questioned it, like, what the hell? Yeah, it was brilliant, though. But it was still good. It was brilliant. Like, I went back and watched it. Yeah. It is so much edgier and funnier than I thought it was back then. Mm -hmm. Like, it actually is funnier now than when I was 16 when it Uh, came out. There isn't, I think there's an episode or two, or there's at least one, I don't know if there's two, on the Blu-ray Mm. I have a Beetlejuice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I so. only have it on v- on uh, DVD, so I'm yeah. not that cool. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> a phenomenal. It's a classic. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, Michael Keaton is best. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that was right after Batman. Right before Batman. Right. Was it before Batman? Mm-hmm. Batman yeah. was 1989. 89. Oh yeah, sorry. Yep. Oh my. Beetlejuice is how Tim Burton went. This guy's got to be my Batman. And when he didn't couldn't get, I can't remember who his first choice was. When he couldn't get him, he's like, "We're gonna let's do Michael Keaton. He'll be great." And the and, studio was like, "Huh?" And yeah, I remember like, everybody. I was eighth grade, and I remember everybody in my school was like, "How can you cast Mr. Mom as Batman? Yeah. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard." Oh my god, this movie's gonna be so dumb. And like we're getting because it's when the magazines came out, like mm-hmm. a month before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we're first getting our dose of like what this movie's gonna be. And they were all freaking out about how dumb this was. And then we all went and saw it together and all left like, oh my god, Batman's so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing like you know I didn't know Mr. Mom or anything or really mm. how Michael Keaton yeah. was when Batman came out, and then someone was like you know Beetlejuice, and I was like, what? No, uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's that can't, he can't be Batman. But, I mean, Michael Keaton's amazing. He can yeah. he can, he can, do, can anything. do anything. He can be anybody. So. We now know that. Yeah, but back then, that's we, how he proved it from yeah. going Beetlejuice to yeah. Batman. Well, that and, and um, going coming going sober. Oof. Oh, that movie. Oh, clean a, and sober. Clean and sober. Mm-hmm. That movie was a 
groin kick. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, in that like decade, he just proved he could go. Mm-hmm. He could do anywhere. anything he wanted. Yeah. All right, Liam, you're up. Well, uh, the first one I picked is a personal favorite of mine. I love the Zucker Brothers, um, so I had to pick Naked Gun because I just love big. <laughs> Not the one I thought you were going to say. I do love Airplane, but I like Naked Gun a little bit more. <gasps> just I know it's sacrilege. I just like it as I just love the <sighs> premise and I love how it just kind of rips on it. Although Airplane is amazing. And see, I'm that's not the one pitting, I was going to pick. I'm next. not pitting either of them against each other. Do it. Comedy, it's great. Leslie Nielsen gives an all-time masterful <laughs> performance in how to do, like, a lot of times in comedies now, people play it like, oh, I'm in a comedy, like, ah, right. like kind of hangout. He fully commits to the bit, and that just makes it so much better. Well, and he was such a dramatic actor before yeah. mm-hmm. he started doing these comedies. Before the Zucker Brothers went, You're, you'd be a great straight man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. I, I love that movie, and it's really hard going back and watching it, though, just because of the sheer amount of OJ. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. oh, okay. And, I mean, the whole movie's awkward and funny, and it's mm-hmm. clever. I Yeah. Yeah, I can dig that. I should yeah. give that a rewatch. I know I, like, saw, like forever ago like bits and pieces or on tv you know when we had cable but i haven't like sat down and watched it as an adult watch the first two yeah Yeah. the third one naked gun 33 and a third third that kind of that movie is so terrible it is the second one's pretty good (laughs) but but the third the third one had anna nicole smith in it yes yeah that's yeah it's awful when they're like oh we got to get boobs (laughs) (laughs) like that was literally the only reason they did that because she had no talent well, it is funny, though, like whenever I watch these comedies from like the 80s or the 90s, it is kind of shocking that we say a lot of offensive stuff now, but a lot of the bits you couldn't do because of political correctness. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the, yeah. the oh, nice beaver. Yeah. Oh, I stuffed well, thank it Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Like, I don't know that that would really play that well. No. No, especially since it's like obvious he's looking up her skirt when he says it. Yeah. And then she hands out a taxidermied beaver. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just I mean, funny. It is. It is. It funny. is yeah. And it's the Zucker Brothers brand. Yeah. 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 They were so good at knowing how to nudge it just to the edge and then pull it back. Mm-hmm. So you're like, ooh, let's be offensive. Let's be really offensive. Let's be really offensive. Not that offensive. Yeah. You know? And they were great at it. And they would cross the line frequently yeah mm-hmm. and but no more than mel brooks you yeah know? in fact i think i'd say mel went farther over the line than they did at times yeah i mean just blazing saddles alone mm. yeah <laughs> or Have you seen blazing man, saddles? man yeah. we ain't yeah. found shit oh sorry we <laughs> talked about that before yeah yes yeah. we have <laughs> we did our mel brooks episode we that's talked right about. and we all just it was just a love fest yeah it was <laughs> that so, was a great episode <laughs> i was actually gonna pick airplane myself because that came out in 1980 and this movie like you just don't humor. get any funnier yeah tell me christopher movie. do you like movies about gladiators <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you ever been to a turkish bathhouse <laughs> grown man naked <laughs> <laughs> i remember peter seeing... graves in that role 
Yeah. I mean, such a prestigious, dramatic actor delivering those lines to an eight-year-old boy <laughs> is some of the most wrong shit I have ever seen in my life. But like Robert Hayes had always been a really straight actor. Yeah. The same as Leslie Nielsen and they put him in this movie yeah. and he is totally straight mm-hmm. in this flick. Yeah. You know, and just I am hilarious. a doctor and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Shirley, you must be kidding. There's a joke. I'm, I can't remember. Shirley, you, Shirley, you must be joking. I'm right. not joking and don't call me I'm Shirley. Shirley. Guess I picked the wrong day to quit sniffing glue. Oh my god, <laughs> the Lloyd Bridges scenes in that oh. movie, and I can't remember the actor's name. The insanely over-the-top gay guy. Oh, in um, it. um oh. I can't remember the actor's name, but his scenes in that movie make the movie. Here, take this. What do you make of it? Well, I can make a brooch. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I know who you are. You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> Have you seen this one, Mara? I haven't. No. That's oh. the same. Well, I hit the same oh. kind of thing where it's like I know I it's on TV when I was a kid and I've seen it and it's been mm-hmm. on, but I haven't like sat down as an you adult need to, go to back watch and, it and give it a second shot. Yeah. It's yeah. It's wrong on so- the nun slapping the crap out of the woman freaking out. Yes, is one of the f- oh that line of people with weapons getting ready to hit the hysterical women woman on the plane is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life because it's so messed up. It's so wrong. You have clearance, Clarence. What's your vector, Victor? <laughs> yeah, I say that. All the time, by the way. Whenever somebody says Roger, I say Roger. I, I, Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. What's your vector, Victor? <laughs> and I'm sure that's where the, they got that for the battle droids. And oh, I know it is. 100%. You know it is. Yeah. Or, Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Like, oh, yeah. 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 All right. I'm done talking about this one. Go ahead, Trevor. <sighs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. You can't talk about 80s comedy without Ghostbusters. No. It, it, after Animal House, it redefined what comedy could be. Um, it brought in a whole new sensibility of the science fiction and the horror and, and if you can call it horror. I guess it's it, pretty it's scary. A scary concept. Yeah. Pretty scary. It's a scary the concept. Library scene's pretty freaky. Oh, the yeah. library scene's yeah. great. I love it. I love it. Um, it, it brought so many elements together, and it's such Dan Aykroyd's love letter to the paranormal mm-hmm. that it's amazing. Like, my favorite little tidbit about it is that every device on top of Ecto-1 actually has a purpose. He wrote up the purpose of every single thing on top of Ecto-1. Like, none of it is used, none of it is named, yeah. none of it is important to the story. Mm-hmm. But he knew what every device on that thing did. And there's just something magical about that, where yeah, he yeah. was so invested, he went so far. I mean, the script was like 400 pages long, and they had to edit it for like a year and a half yeah. to get the movie. Wow. You know, because he sat down, wrote the story, and he came up with the mother of all ghost story movies. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the people that turned down parts in the movie is insane alone. 
Eddie Murphy made his first career mistake with it by not taking the part of uh, Winston uh, Ernie, Zedmore. Winston mm-hmm. Zedmore, thank you. I was gonna say, I, I all I can think <laughs> of was the, the part actors. of Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson's part, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's such a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I think it, it like it works because it's not only as a comedy, but it does work as like a genuine horror and sci-fi film. Mm-hmm. There's like a, a balance and there's kind of a light and like playful feel to it Mm -hmm. and it's just so like excellently edited yeah like every joke works every beat makes sense yeah yep it's just like rapid fire story just plugs along absolutely and it's there's never a false note in that movie no and Annie Potts. Yeah. She's Annie wonderful. Potts makes that movie She's work. wonderful. Mm-hmm. I like wanted to be her when I grew up, when I, I saw I, that. I, I, I totally don't blame you. I just loved her. And you kind of succeeded, so that's oh, kind of awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, she really is the, 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 the driving force of the movie, which is kind of awesome. Because mm-hmm. she is the sarcastic reality to their pie-in-the-sky bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's her that's like... You have bills. You have phone. Are we going to do this? What's going on? She brings gonna... them down. Yeah. Like... yeah. She is <laughs> reality. Level. And yeah. she's yeah. so great. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. She's but, super cool. She is. She was so great in that movie. And also another 80s movie that was turned into a wonderful 80s cartoon. Yeah. yeah right. I loved the real Ghostbusters. I did, too. I loved, loved it. I, in fact, I loved it so much that I have the whole series on DVD. Yeah. I would love to oh, rewatch yeah. it. I haven't seen those since they were on. It's just as good. Yeah. It really is. It really holds up, and it's really funny to find out who the voice actors are. And you know what? Here's something interesting. This is something that boggles my mind about this. So the guy who plays, um, and I can't think of, uh, oh, shoot. Think of Rick Moranis. Bill Murray. Bill Bill Murray. Yeah, Vankman. The guy who plays Vankman in the -hmm. the cartoon is the guy who does Garfield's voice. Oh, and then really? when they made a Garfield live action movie, they got Bill Murray to play yeah. Garfield. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that Ma. just blows my and mind. And I can't yeah. remember if it's Ray or it might actually be him is also the the um the the cool uncle that does all the voices. It is. Mm-hmm. Is on um they just brought it back. Um with Bob Saget and all them. Oh, Full House. Full oh, House. Oh yeah, uh, Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier yeah, is the voice of Peter Venkman right. and Garfield. No, he's not Garfield. He's someone else on the show. Oh, you're right. You're right. He might be. Yeah. Yeah. And then Maria. I mean, dude, Arsenio Hall was Winston Zedmore in that. Really? In the cartoon? Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that, but I yeah. remember now. Yeah. Wow. Maurice Lamarche was the voice of Egon, and that guy's the voice. Of everything, no, I was gonna say yeah. voice of everything. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he, he's the brain for Christ's sake. <laughs> All right, Mara, it's your turn. Mara, okay. <laughs> uh, I could keep going. I got. I have, a, I have a big list here that I, I need to pick <laughs> picks uh, s- smartly from. Okay, I'm gonna go with this is Spinal Tap. Oh, perfect. That was on my list too. Yeah, oh, that um, is such a miraculous movie i mean i think it was probably one of the f- i could be wrong on this but it was, i think it was one of the first like uh like mockumentary 
It was the first, movies. yeah, like mockumentary, yeah. rockumentary kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know if it was that or the Ruddles. The the Ruddles might have oh, been. I think the Ruddles came might have been first. first. Okay. But, uh, but it's in the top two. It's in one of the yeah. first two. I never saw that one. Yeah. The Ruddles was funny. It was the Beatles takeoff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can watch that movie, uh, this the is Spinal Tap, over and over oh, and yeah. over again. It's just never gets old. Jokes are always hilarious. They are. <clears throat> It's, it's another one that every time you watch it, you pick up on something else. Yeah. 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 I Friend love this Rusher. cover. I love this cover. <laughs> it's black. It's the blackest of the black. <laughs> it's the darkest black. None more black. <laughs> Although I, no, I, right. I... There is none more, more black. black. I... That and they have an album called Smell the Glove. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is sexist. And he's like, what's wrong with being sexy? <laughs> so funny. And the good thing and the cool thing about that movie is like you can put it on and like start it at any point and just like start watch laughing. a little watch it. Yeah. And then like walk away. Yeah. It doesn't really have like a plot really. I no. mean it has a beginning, a middle, and an end, mm-hmm. but you know, Poor, just the poor the drummers yeah. for yeah. that band. Right, I know. <laughs> you and guys saw that that what's his name is on tour, right? The the bass player for the band. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is actually David Saint. Yeah, David Saint. David Saint Hubbins. Yeah. Hubbins <laughs> is actually fully in costume doing a full on Spinal wow. Tap tour by himself, which I'm dying to go see oh, because how yeah. funny. Would that have to be having him? I think it's just him up there playing bass. I mean, he's funny anyway on his own. I think so. that is literally the concert is him being him and playing bass. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, oh my god, that's good. <laughs> oh I mean, my god. Like, this is the best quote of the, that movie. We're very lucky in the band and that we have two visionaries, David and Nigel. They're like poets, like Shelley and Byron. They're two distinct types of visionaries. It's like fire and ice, basically. I feel my role in the band is to be somewhere in the middle of that. Kind of like lukewarm water. (laughs) Oh, I like the review for Shark Sandwich. Two-word review. Shit sandwich. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, oh that good. movie will always make me laugh way too hard oh yeah way too hard i mean e- i mean even the most obvious scenes the the it, but it goes to 11 yeah i mean the pacing <laughs> and the joke yeah. that whole scene christopher is... guest is a comic genius oh, oh yeah. he yeah. will yes. just he loses himself in the character you don't even like know it's him. Him and Princess Bride, perfect example. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like I, I forget it took, it's him every I, time. I will say every time I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's 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 him. I watched all of Best in Show, and I was like, where was Christopher Guest in this? I thought he was in it. I had the same thing with Waiting for Guffman. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for Guffman, I kept on going. Oh crap, that is him <laughs> with that horrible haircut. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> he's good. <laughs> all righty um, it goes all quiet it does <laughs> well, that's because i have a whole list and i'm trying to i'm thinking strategically yeah i know that's oh, what i was trying oh, to do too strategically yeah. Yeah. strategically I mean, we, we have a strategy now <laughs> i'm a strategist <laughs> oh yeah we need to hire a real crime strategist i, I can be that strategist <laughs> okay. um Jeez. so I, I i guess i'll just pick this one because i watch it a lot is the Blues Brothers. Oh, I, I think... Mm-hmm. Um, Fucking classic. 
it's yeah <laughs> what motherfucker stole my favorite movie yeah. I know, i'm sorry <laughs> but we can gush over it You're, you should have strategized i should have strategized <laughs> i had to go with the best movie of the 80s come on that's fair um and he took just, my favorite movie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you guys can share. Be we nice. Share. Okay, cool. We, don't worry. We both love it. I'm okay with that. I, I think it's just a, a pitch-perfect comedy. It's not only just a really good road movie, but mm-hmm. it, it is a movie where it's built on character. The mm-hmm. jokes are funny because the characters are funny. It's not just, oh, it's the situation. It's like a logical progression of Mm -hmm. how it's which feels kind of hard to break down why something is funny but if you ever wanted to teach a class about comedy 101 like how to make a funny movie that is yeah you could just show blues brothers and then that's perfect prototype right there that and and animal house Mm -hmm. are the two movies that you could just put on screen and go that's how you make comedy watch the character beats watch all of it and you'll figure it out hopefully yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. And again, Dan Aykroyd's writing is just amazing. Mm. You know? Um that that like I like I already clearly said, that's my favorite probably my favorite comedy of all time. Um between the music the which is ungodly. Um and the the chemistry between Dan, John, and Carrie, yeah, is so amazing. Carrie Fisher is so great in that movie. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to say how sexy she is in that movie? Yeah, you can go. For oh, it. dude, she was. She's she really was. She yeah. was. Yeah. She was early eighties sexy. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, and totally fucking off her rocker. And she was so <laughs> cool in that movie. I, oh. When she, her with the rocket launcher is one of the greatest <laughs> scenes in movie history where the, the cops all come yep. tumbling down, everybody comes tumbling down, and the Blues Brothers just get out, wipe <laughs> yep. themselves off, and leave. Um, they were on so much blow during yeah. that movie. Yeah. Especially Carrie. Yeah. That she was, was probably leading the party. Come on, guys. John was probably leading. Yeah. yeah. As, but John and Carrie at that point in time that had... She was engaged to Dan at the time. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. So, yeah. I mean, she was about to marry Dan. And then I can't remember who came in to the picture. Paul Simon. Paul Simon. She went back to Paul Simon instead of marrying Dan. Like, bad move. Yeah. Bad, yeah, kind of Bad, crazy. bad move. Yeah. You know? I think Dan would have. We might still have Carrie if 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 she had gone with Dan. Maybe. 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 I said might. But and the dialogue in that movie, like just the mall scene alone, is one of my favorite scenes of any movie of all time. Oh, the new Oldsmobiles are in. <laughs> wow, this mall has. Everything. Everything. <laughs> that and it has the greatest line of dialogue in any comedy of all time. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We've got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Yep. Hit it. <laughs> Hit it. Thank you. Jeez. I actually think Aretha Franklin is my favorite character in that entire yeah, movie. Yeah, that whole, oh, se- that whole sequence is my yeah. favorite part. Yeah. I just love the energy and the musical mm-hmm. numbers. Like it's not only a great comedy as a musical, it's just like, like sheer power of like choreography and energy and mm-hmm. movement just 
works. I just like that that vibe, the that cafe vibe, you know. And she's in charge, mm-hmm. and I oh, love that about that scene. She's the boss. Charge. She's not taking shit from anybody. No. And I love that because it felt like it was really Aretha. Like, yeah. I didn't feel like she was playing a character. Yeah. She was like, I am the yeah. queen of soul and I fucking own this scene. Yeah. Completely. Absolutely. I'm like sitting here trying to remember if I've like, if I've watched this movie, but I know, I know that scene. Like I know like that scene. That scene is so great. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I actually, when, when she passed and I did her obit, um, that scene was actually the header for the movie. Was it? Yeah. Or for our for the yeah. article, yeah, I remember. But um, I love I love Aretha too. Yeah, that's great. The John Lee Hooker <clears throat> scene, mm-hmm. the boom 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 <laughs> scene, is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Just because seeing an actual old 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 school blues man play yeah. in a movie yeah. was just too cool. So yeah, we saw. Years ago, it was probably like 93, 94, Matt the Guitar Murphy was touring, and we saw him play at some blues club in Dearborn. Yeah. It was, like, phenomenal. He's amazing. He had, like, the full band with horns, the mm-hmm. whole deal, and it was just really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. I used to spend way too much time in blues clubs in Chicago. To, oh. the, po- to the point where yeah, I buddy, buddy Guy there. knew me by name <laughs> because I was at his club all the time. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's basically the home of the blues there. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I spent way too much time in there. Way too much. All right. I'm going to pick one of my favorite movies of all time. Ooh. Better Off Dead. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my. This is one of the most quotable comedies of all time. French fries. Totally. French dressing. <laughs> and to drink Peru. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she's too much. But everybody in this movie just does a phenomenal job with their characters. And it's so absolutely 80s, like right down to like the Van Halen everybody wants some scene. Mm-hmm. Everything about this movie is total fucking corny 80s, but it's perfect. And this is John Cusack like, you know, right out of the gate, you mm-hmm. know. Young mm-hmm. teenage. I mean, he was probably maybe 19, 20 years old. I think that was him this. right after uh, 16 Candles, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 It was that. He did that. Then he didn't say anything. And then his career took off. Oh, there's just so many lines. There is. You've seen Better Off Dead, no. haven't you? Oh, oh my God. No. <laughs> oh, oh my. we've got to have yeah. a Better Off Dead night. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, what's his name on the mountaintop when he's doing the lines of Charles? snow? Yeah. Uh, off his, the top of his hat. And he's like, Lane, Lane, do you know the street value of this mountain? <laughs> <laughs> this is 100% pure snow. <laughs> oh, dude, that movie. Look, Charles, I got to do this. If I don't, I'll be nothing. I'll end up like my neighbor, Ricky Smith. He just sits around crocheting all day and snorting nasal spray. <laughs> Dude. Fucking Ricky! Oh my God! And then can he you was... say Ricky? Ricky! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mo- Ricky's mom. Oh my is God! The most obnoxious yeah. character ever. 
followed immediately by Ricky. <laughs> so basically, this is a love story about Lane Meyer, mm-hmm. who is dumped by his girlfriend Beth. And who is Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street? Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. Gee, Lane, you mind if I date Beth? <laughs> everybody, after Beth breaks up with him, everybody wants to date Beth. Everybody. And everywhere he goes, there's Beth. Yep. So anyways, a foreign exchange student comes and is living with the people next door, Ricky, mm-hmm. this asshole Ass- and his mom. Oh. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Lane falls in love with her. So if, the entire if, movie is about If it was made that. now, Ricky would be a neckbeard douchebag that can't get out of mom's face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Ricky. <laughs> Except for it's 80s neckbeard douchebag. Yeah. So it's totally different vibe right. and it's still just as mm-hmm. creepy. No, that's Ugh. a real shame. Folks be throwing away a perfectly <laughs> good white boy, boy like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I think we're showing our age because we can do the weird deep cuts. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no. Yeah, that I, one, this, I, I saw this one in the theater. Oh, This one holds up very oh, still well. Does. Still, I want my $2. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Ain't got a dime. <laughs> Actually, my favorite part of the movie is the mailman when he shows up at the door and he knocks. And Badger, his little brother, he answers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, Badger, what's a little boy like you doing with big boy smut like this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Badger's mail-in thing for the... From the cereal prizes. Yeah. Oh, my God. His <laughs> actual rocket. <laughs> yeah, he's in his room building a rocket. <laughs> but it's like a real rocket. That's great. <laughs> Two brothers. One speaks no English. The other learned English from watching the wide world of sports. So tell me, which is better, speaking no English at all or speaking <laughs> Howard Cosell? Here we have Lane Myers. Lane Myers. <laughs> An awesome spectacle. The one-time champion now lies in defeat. All right. Jesus Moving on. <laughs> I can just see the scene and it's killing me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to go Coming to America. Ooh. Yeah. And now we begin the Eddie Murphy portion of our yeah. program. Um, I mean, what, what can I say? It's perfect. Yeah, there there is story. absolutely yeah. no flaws in that movie. Some of the jokes in the movie are still some of the best jokes I've ever heard in my life. Eddie Murphy as the old Jewish guy <laughs> in the in in the barbershop is still one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And his after credits joke has stuck with me my entire life. You guys remember the joke? I do not. Oh. A guy walks into a bar. Into a restaurant. He sits down. He orders a bowl of soup. The waiter brings him the soup. And he looks at it. And he looks at the waiter. And he says, waiter, taste my soup. <laughs> and the waiter says, what's wrong with your soup? Is there a fly in it? Waiter, taste my soup. But, but what's wrong with it, sir? Just, just tell me. Waiter, taste my soup. Well, where's the spoon? Aha. <laughs> perfect. It's a perfect yeah. joke. And everything about that movie was constructed the same way as that joke. Everything had a payoff. Absolutely everything led into the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. 
And it's the actual only movie from the 80s that I am so excited that they're making a sequel to. I cannot wait yeah. for it. I have fears, though, about Eddie uh, of Murphy. Of course. Although, because he says he's like he's been quoted before saying, you know, I kind of forgot how to be funny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, well, you, have you heard what he's doing before he goes on set? That he's going to try doing... He's doing stand-up again. He's yeah. actually going to do yeah. a tour, a, a, short, a small tour. Yeah, he's doing a small And get used tour. to it. And um, Jerry Seinfeld apparently is helping him get his chops back. Because I didn't know this. Yeah, I, I saw the show with those Yeah, he two. was on that. Yeah, did you, you guys watch uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? Yeah. I didn't see that one. Um, yeah. It's really kind of interesting. I didn't realize that they came up at the same club at the exact same time and knew each other since 1976. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. They are almost like career long friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's but cool. and I think it's funny that Eddie thinks that Jerry was the funniest guy in New York, mm-hmm. which I find hysterical. You see, I, I don't watch that show all the time, but I saw that Eddie Murphy was on, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta see, watch. This. I gotta it's watch the, this because I'm yeah. interested now mm-hmm. to know. Mm-hmm. Eddie's still funny though. That's what I thought yeah. was interesting. That's he, what he's I still funny. Away. He seemed very reserved though. I think I, it's probably I the think loss of his brother. I think it's the loss of his brother, and yeah. I think oh, it's yeah. the lack of cocaine. Yeah. The 80s, he had a lot of cocaine around to help him keep an energy level that was ridiculous. Inhuman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think now we're seeing human Eddie, mm-hmm. and I still think he's the same funny that he used to be. I just think he's a little bit more down to earth than he used to be. Yeah. So yeah, I can't wait. The cat. I mean, they got everybody back. They got James Earl Jones back. They got everybody back. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. All right, Mara. Mara. All right, we're gonna change the tone a little bit. Uh oh. Uh, hairspray. Oh. John Waters hairspray. Oh yes. The you know original, not the musical. I like both of them, but yeah. I love the John Waters original. Yeah. It's I not know. bad. The musical's not bad. But. It's not. It's not it's the same movie. I mean, it's really it. it not feeling wise. It, mm-hmm. The new one has a, yeah. has lost something that the original. Well, it's had. a musical. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a yeah. fan of like Broadway musicals anyway, or musicals in general. Oh. Like, generally, I guess. I'm insanely but, addicted to them. It's yeah. A little weird. <clears throat> well, here's the non-musical Hairspray made oh. in the '80s. Is uh, I mean that's one of my favorite movies I think of all time. That's one you can, I can just put on, mm-hmm. always gonna feel good. Um, it, it's got that. It, it doesn't. It's not like you know, uh, <clears throat> coming to America where there's like setups and jokes. It's just kind of like this story and a coming of age story and you know mm-hmm. conflict and it's like it is everything's a... to a level of absurdity. Though I love that it's such a love letter. From him to Baltimore. Oh, yeah, I would uh, say uh, all of his movies uh, are, too. But that one, but... there's something about that one mm-hmm. that shows the progressive nature of part of Baltimore mm-hmm. that was so cool. Of course, yeah. I mean, you the know? whole thing, the whole movie is about about progress yeah. and yeah. moving, you know, into something new and accepting different things. And, and, and then, of course, Divine. Oh, yeah. Playing that. two roles. Yeah. If you remember the yeah. mom. And then, of course, he plays a man as the, like, uh, the I guess it's like a TV show producer. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 And unfortunately, he died, like, the day before that movie was uh, premiered. Put in, put in theaters, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep, I remember when that happened. I remember I barely knew who he was mm -hmm. when it came out because mm -hmm. I was still pretty young when that one came out. It was like 88, right? 87? Yep. It was 88, yep. And so, yeah, I was just then finding out who John Waters was mm -hmm. and all that. And I remember seeing that and like, oh, I got to see more of this guy's movies. This mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. And so that was really what caused me to have like a decade of deep diving into oh, yeah. John Waters movies. Yeah. And that, that you're not alone. That, that was the movie that put him on the map and mm -hmm. people wanted to know more. And mm -hmm. people were very terrified when they, you know, saw this nice little family movie they can watch with their children called Hairspray, and then they're like, Pink Flamingos, that Oh, that just sounds fun. like that's going to be a great, sweet movie. And then yeah. they're singing assholes and people eating dog shit. Spoiler <laughs> alert. So, you like, The you fact know. that it's actually Divine <laughs> eating dog shit just horrifies me and yeah. makes me love Divine that much more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, we, he would do anything for this to make the scene. Great, yeah. great performer. Like, yep. Couldn't ask for a more professional performer. Mm -hmm. We tried to do that on the podcast, but we can't do it tonight because there's no visual. visual. There's no visual. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, committed. I would be eating dog. But shit. we're all eating dog we're all shit, eating right dog now. shit right yeah. now. Right mm -hmm. now. So warm and nutty. Yummy. Gotta get my grain somehow. Chris, quit feeding your dogs. Quit feeding your dogs grass, Chris. <laughs> God, yeah, I want to eat. I want to eat a solid turd. No grass in there. Oh. Yeah, jeez. You want that on a bun? That's like in Step Brothers <laughs> when they forced John C. I like. I. You know what I love? I love that we all assumed that the turd that Divine ate was dog. For well, sure, it was one hundred percent dog. It's on camera. The dog takes. Oh, do they the show? Shit. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I didn't remember the dog <laughs> taking the shit part. Okay, because I've been to Baltimore. Poor dog. And it's a 50-50 shot that you see in Baltimore is, is dog. Well, no, because this, this... Well, we're going to... I mean... It's an alternate take. <laughs> they had to go over yeah. again. Do we have to shoot the scene 39 times? <laughs> yes. That is a great pick. Yeah. I totally love that pick. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, man. All right. I'm always startled because I'm going through yeah. this list. Uh, Back to the Future. Oh. I This was one of the first movies I saw as a kid, so it always has a special place in my heart. And I, I love uh, I love the world of it. I love how playful it is. It's just on its toes. It's very fun. And it's just... But is it a comedy? I would say it's a comedy. I, yeah. would, I would say... Yeah. I think it's an action movie that has some funny scenes in it. I think it rides that fine line. Yeah, I think it's both. I think it... it leans more towards comedy because you have the bits where he's talking about how your kids aren't going to love it and that's clearly a joke yeah and i think doc brown's kind of a comedic character yeah it's just in general the way it's he's played i think this is one of those beauty is in the eye of the beholder kind it is of things. it is and yeah. i'm not saying anybody's wrong i i just i don't know i don't know if i would personally say it's comedy it's funny as hell and yeah. some of the scenes are funny as hell but i don't know if i would call it say that it was written to be a f comedy I think it was written to be a science fiction movie that had. It good needs more good. shit eating in it. Yeah, <laughs> that is what's missing. It needed. It needed a scene where Marty made. Oh, it had his mom. It had plenty of it. It was. Oh, it had plenty of it. It was just they. They cut out all the Eric Stoltz scenes. If if they, <laughs> if they would have gone full incest, it the Eric Stoltz hilarious. version of that movie. Well, that went happens full with Pink Flamingos too. So oh. yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Pink Flamingos crossed so many lines. Uh. 
Jesus. I love that movie. But no, <laughs> I can see where... Yeah, I, I mean, it is one of those movies that blurs, but I feel like that's a common thing in a lot of the 80, the really great 80s yeah. comedies mm-hmm. do blur the line. You have something like uh, Ghostbusters or Back to the Future, mm-hmm. where, yeah. yes, they're, they're comedies, but they're also, like, hard sci-fi elements to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and Back to the Future is... First of all, it's probably the best crafted trilogy of any movies mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ever. Yeah. Like, it, there's not, there's very few missteps in the entire, I don't Other know, all three Crispin movies. Glover not coming back. Yeah. Well, that's because Crispin Glover was a giant douche novel yeah. that, that, thought he did, that he thought he made the movie. Right. Like, really? Wow. <laughs> well, we can change that shit real fast. Um, Makeup! <laughs> I love that he sued and won, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, he sued and won because they basically reproduced his likeness. Yeah, on another person. And another person and didn't pay him for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they thought I, they so thought hanging him upside down would uh would would hide it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I I mean I can totally agree that it I'd say it's probably three of the best movies of the 80s. Period. Mm-hmm. Especially the second one. The second one's my favorite. Is it? Yeah, I just I love the I love the concept of like alternate futures and like that kind of thing already. I, so I'm that totally to with it. you on that. Yeah. I think it's just it's one of those sequels that kind of like it builds on the first movie. A lot of comedy sequels are just the first movie again, but mm-hmm. not as funny. Whereas Back to the Future, like The Hangover. Don't yeah. get me started on the Hangover sequels. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Hangover Three so much. Do it so bad. Never um, seen it. It don't just don't. I won't. <laughs> I wasn't planning on yeah. it. Two was terrible enough. Yeah, um, but I, I think Back to the Future. It, all of them are just really smartly written movies, mm-hmm. and I have a soft spot for the third. I like the third one too. I, I like love the, the third one. Yeah, I like westerns in general. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and that's part of why I love the third one so much. Yeah, as I. I I yeah, it was just so cool. Yeah, it really was. And that train, I'm sorry, the flying <laughs> that is train. The coolest at the end. thing ever. I want one. So my next pick is gonna be one we kind of brushed on earlier, but Tim Burton's Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. We used to watch Pee Wee on HBO when he had the first show on, and then he yeah. had, it was like the special or whatever. I love, I love yeah. that special. Yeah. And then he had the, you know, the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Playhouse one. Yeah, Pee-wee's yeah. Playhouse. And then my mom hated Pee-wee Herman. Like, she thought it was like the stupidest thing ever, and how could anybody think that's She funny? wasn't wrong. It is. <laughs> I'm like, it is the stupidest thing ever, but it's supposed that's to be the stupidest it. thing yeah. ever. You know? Um, but yeah, I remember we went to go see this opening day like me and my cousin melinda loved peewee and we're like we're like the first show and my mom took us (laughs) it was like 10 a.m showcase cinema at 16 and van dyke in yeah that place was a (laughs) fire trap (laughs) yeah it was they were lucky that no fire ever broke out in that place because if it ever did you were fucked before my time in Michigan, yeah. I, was okay. ta- I was just talking, remem- reminiscing about how like labyrinthine and creepy it, that it place was, was. Weird. It was at the corner of 16 and Van Dyke. Okay. Okay. So that entire lot there, mm-hmm. or was it 50? It was, it was 15, 15 where the 15 MJR is. Exactly where the MJR where Troy is. is at, 15 and Van Dyke. Okay. 
but it was like four times the size of that place. Huge. It had like 36 theaters in it. Jesus. It was insane. And like it was, it was a labyrinth. It was a complete maze. You had no idea where you were going. There'd be like signs everywhere like you know yeah 18 to 22 and, and i remember like, you had to like make sure you parked on the right side of the building or yeah. else you would just be like walk a yeah. mile they had really? four yeah. different concession areas in this place that's wow. how big it was that's yeah. so 80s too. That is was hysterical <laughs> i remember i actually saw faces of death there oh my god that sounds like an amazing experience yeah, it was it was kind of crazy it was like midnight on a friday faces of death i want to go back in but, time and go to that <laughs> But yeah, we saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure opening day, like first show, and literally it was like the three of us. It was like my mom, me, and my cousin, maybe one other person in the theater. Nobody there. The Pee Wee in the back jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. That seems oh so god. good. Oh my god. Oh, oh my remember god. the Alamo. <laughs> Sometimes when you got a bust, when you make a great movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? Oh, we're terrible people. <laughs> we are but horrible yeah, people. He did it. Yeah, he did. We didn't do it. I just remember walking out, my mom being like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I loved that movie. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's The tequila wonderful. scene is so iconic now. Oh, I see we let him go. <laughs> large Marge scared tell him, the shit tell out him, of you. Tell yeah. him Large Marge <laughs> sent you. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, a I classic now, though. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. is. It's a mm-hmm. complete classic. You know, the whole premise, his bike gets stolen. Yeah, that's the entire movie. That's the movie. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a movie. Sorry, Daddy. I'm a loner. I'm a loner, Daddy. <laughs> a rebel. <laughs> I, I use that quote. Oh, yeah. Every all day. the time. All the time. Any time Jen's like, do you want me to go with you? And I'm like, no. I'm a loner, Jen. A rebel. And she looks at me, rolls her eyes, and walks the other way. Every time... And I can't resist it. I cannot, physically cannot stop myself <laughs> from doing that line. Like, it's impossible. I just love the end <laughs> when they've made his life into a movie, and it's the hotel scene, and it's the... Paging Mr. Mr. Herman. Yes. You, have so a Mr. Herman. you have a telephone call at the front desk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's oh, like, PW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is great. Did you guys see his new movie that was on Netflix? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was, was great. Yeah, it was I good. hated it. Yeah? Yeah. It kind of just reminisced a little it, bit it, too much. They it, like, it, stole it, a lot it, of stuff. Yeah. But. For it me, was, it was fun, too though. rose-colored glasses bullshit to yeah. me, for me. Yeah. I'm not good at that in okay. general. I can see yeah. what you like, mean by that. I didn't yeah. love it, and like, I think that was kind of why a little too saccharine. Yeah, it was a little too much like, ooh, remember how funny we used to be? And yeah. it's like, yeah, I do. I can go back and watch it. Why the right. fuck am I watching this now? I still do something new and funny now. Yeah. Did you guys like That's Big like Top Pee Wee? Yeah, I, I loved liked it. it. I like that one too. Mm-hmm. Like, did you guys watch the Cheech and Chong reunion? I did not. Thing? No. It was literally two old dudes doing the exact same jokes they did well, forty, like know. fifty years ago. What do you also do you want Cheech and Chong to do though? Write something new. But that's pretty funny stuff. because Pee Wee Herman had a role in their first movie. Yes, he right. did. Hamburger. <laughs> so good in that <laughs> Hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
I'm going to go weird on you okay. guys. Ooh. Like I'm, I, I can, I'm kind of expecting ha- half the people in the room not to get it or know it. Running scared. Oh, dude, Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal. Yes, with Jimmy Smits as the bad guy. I've heard of this movie, but I've never seen you it. You guys either. have to see this yeah. movie. It is <laughs> so good. It is so funny. It is Billy Crystal, probably at the best of his comedy. Coke out of his mind too. Yep. Yep, so everybody was. Everybody was. It's an 80s. entire movie of coked out funny people. And it has um, Joe Pantoliano <laughs> plays this scumbag Imagine drug that. I know, right? <laughs> Joe Pantoliano plays Joe Pantoliano with color in his hair. That's a, And this time he doesn't kill everybody in the Matrix. Either. And he doesn't kill anybody. <laughs> well, he didn't have hair oh, that's in the right. Matrix, so that's why he killed everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But it is, Jimmy Smith's is so, it's such an 80s Miami Vice vibe for a good chunk of it. But then everything takes place in winter in Chicago and is just amazing. It's awesome. Amazing. It's not as quotable as half the movies of the 80s. It has a few great lines. No, but this is kind of, honestly, this is like Lethal Weapon prior to Lethal Weapon. Mm -hmm. It's like a great, like, buddy cop comedy Mm -hmm. with action in it. Yep. And it's Gregory Hines at the top of his game. Oh, yeah. He was so great in that movie. There was so little about that movie that I don't like. I actually watch this one a lot more often than I would like to admit. It's probably once every two months I watch that movie. And I can't help it. It If I see it's on a streaming service, I have to put it on. I have to. It's just too funny. Oh, Billy. no. He gave me all the money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mara. Okay, I'm going to go real real basic bitch on you guys. Ooh. Um, the Princess Bride. Oh. oh, that's not basic. That's not basic. That's classic. Is it? I thought that would be kind of like a stereotypical. No, fuck no. no. That that movie is again. It's another brilliantly crafted. It sure movie. is. It's just it's, written good. I mean, we touched on it earlier, and it, it, it looks beautiful too. It mm-hmm. does. It does, and everybody is so good in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like like it's one of those ones, like Robin Wright Penn. Robin Wright, sorry, yeah. sorry, I, the pen doesn't need to be there anymore. Um, Robin Wright was so great in that movie, yeah. And then she disappeared for thirty years and comes back in Wonder Woman and is great again. Yeah, I know. It's like how the hell did that happen? I know. Well, I she know. did a lot in between. <laughs> she but she did, didn't but... do anything big. Like, right, like, right. like she wasn't. She was visible. Jenny. Jenna. Yeah, Jenna. She was Jenny. Oh, that was her, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So God, tell I us why you Forrest love this Gump. movie. <laughs> Expand. Um. Give well. Us yeah, you know, Princess Bride. That I saw that was one that I saw when I was a kid too, you know, for the first time and uh there what's his name there? Curiolis, one of my first crushes. I loved oh, him. Yeah. Loved, loved, loved him. Up until he cut his thought own arm he was off. The, I thought he was the cutest <laughs> guy in the whole Perfect. world. So that was really like a big reason why I liked that movie when I was a kid, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I as I aged, it's like the same thing. Like with you know, be- like with Beetlejuice, it's like you start to just get more of the jokes. You understand mm-hmm. more things, and you know, it just becomes funnier and funnier. And it's just uh, that's 
that's always like just very um, impressive to me that there's just so much to enjoy that even if you don't get half the shit, you're still going to like it. You the, know? The perfect example of the impact that that movie has, Jen and I started doing Tai Chi today. We left. I was in more pain than I have been in in like six months when we left. And we got out to the car and Jen's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I kind of feel like the torture. The man with six <laughs> fingers. <laughs> You're mostly I am, dead. I, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in so much pain, but it's very important that we know all about it. So it uh, needs to all be documented. All the different types of pain I'm feeling right now. And I want me to be very honest about it. <laughs> is, what I, is how I described it to Jen. And she just looked at me like I'm a Martian. But Oh, I loved it. See, when I was a kid, yeah. too. That whole torture scene and the like recording the pain. I was just yeah, like, oh, I love this so much. Christopher Guest was so great in that scene. Do be he honest. Was. It's very important. It's yeah, very important to be and I was lucky enough to meet Carrie Elwes a few years ago. Oh at wow, the, at the oh. con, and I have a picture with him. He is so cool. Was yeah. he coked out of his mind? No, he's sobered up in he the was, 90s. He was very sober. Like he it's was funny. Just like, hmm. like at the cons, you can tell who's been hitting the bottle at the very least. Oh, Henry he, Thomas. Oh yeah, dude. He was. <laughs> he so was smashed. fucking blown the fuck. Out, dude. Yeah, he was. <laughs> you know, so you you guys heard the really tragic thing that happened while we were at con, right? Well, Polly well, Shore was there as a guest, and his yeah, dad yeah. died yeah. during the con. Yeah, like holy crap. Well, because me and Scott, we were walking up and down the halls in the party, and Polly Shore was walking up and down the halls, like all confused and didn't know where he was going and shit. And he had his assistant with him, and his assistant's yelling, "I'm going, no, dude, this way, this way." And he's like, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like holy shit, Polly Shore is, like, fucking going to be locked up. Like, but I didn't know. His yeah. dad had just died. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, that blew my mind. Sorry. I, yeah. I, I, I digressed. The Sidebar. Content. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Princess Bride, though. Oh, so Funny good. movie. Rob uh, Reiner had a hot streak like anybody stop. else yeah. making movies. <laughs> and oh, it's, yeah. like, one of the coolest things about that movie, too, is the, like, framing well, that's, I think that's how the book is, too. Mm-hmm. The framing mechanism of, like, mm-hmm. the the old man reading it to his grandson. And, you know, they, they think they're... The kid thinks their world's apart, you know, like, as yep. far as sensibility goes. Mm-hmm. But the story brings them together. And that's, yeah. like, that's yeah. really heartwarming and cute. And it's it, very it's, sweet. And I love yeah. that, that if, if you really pay attention, you basically find out that when the grandpa was a kid, he got, like, like it's a... The cycle, the circle of life yeah. thing going mm-hmm. on with mm-hmm. one story, and yeah. th- and that movie yeah. just really really holds up to where like I don't have kids, but I if I did I would I would show my kid that movie and it kind of yeah. like I, I imagine I, did. I and dude yeah. did she like it? She loves it. Yeah. yeah, it holds up. I I can't imagine a kid watching that movie and not liking it. My kids so. love this movie too. Yeah. yeah, and they'll like watch it like repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it has it also has some of the greatest lines of yeah. all time. Stop totally that rhyming quotable. and I mean it. Anybody, <laughs> Anybody want, want a peanut? peanut? <laughs> <laughs> Inconceivable. You keep saying that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. What's he say? Don't ever mess with a Sicilian and their money or <laughs> No, no, never I I, never bet against a Sicilian when death's on the line. Ah, <laughs> uh, all movies I've watched way too many times yeah. that we're discussing tonight. I, have, I know that movie is kind of like Princess Bride is one of my like 
like feel good movies or where like I'm having a bad day yeah. or mm-hmm. if like That's a I'm just Island like depressed or something. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what do I want to watch that's on the short list? I love that movie because it covers so much more ground than just being funny. Mm-hmm. It's right. funny. It's sweet. It's uh, adventurous. It's a lot of stuff all happening at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you get you like no matter what your mood, it kind of works. It really does because it's got yeah. you know the action and event. Like mm-hmm. you said, the adventures. Um, there's there's a romance, and then there's also like the bromance too between mm-hmm. um, what's his name and and yeah, Nigo Montoya and and Andre the Giant. You know, yeah, Fezic and and Inigo. Yeah. Yep. Fezic the Giant. Yes, he's so great. He They're is. both great. I mean, yeah, I, everyone's great in that one. <clears throat> no, no missteps. I love the stories about Andre on set too. About Dude, how sweet I mean, he like, was. yeah. Well, just I mean, yeah. he was such a gentle yeah. soul, and yeah. I loved everybody talking about going out to dinner with him and how funny it was. Because <laughs> he'd he'd have eight bottles of vodka and like four cases of beer. Yeah, with dinner. And it wouldn't impact him at all because of his, the size. Because of his size, mm-hmm. he just sit there and drink it all just nonstop. But I think it was to help with pain. With his, it was he was yeah. with his, constant, pain. yeah, constant pain. And his heart was enlarged, mm-hmm. and he had everything going on. Horrible. Yeah, very sad. Yeah. Very, very sad, tragic. But sweet man, and mm-hmm. he and he got to lead an amazing life that impacted a shit yeah, ton I, of people. I think I went on the special features on the on the Blu-ray I have. They had a whole. You know, retrospective on yeah. Andre the Giant, and he, uh, apparently from that, he he had a really great time making that movie. Yep, really yeah, great. Now great I want to watch. Now I want to watch my dinner with Andre. <laughs> <laughs> Liam. All right, we're going back to Eddie Murphy uh, with Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, gotta, <laughs> um, gotta. That was my next one. I, I love yeah. Eddie Murphy, yeah. and I think it's like axel foley is just a great character mm-hmm. he's just so much fun and to have him bouncing off mm-hmm. these very serious la cops and he's just kind of a like just being eddie murphy uh-huh. and there's just great set pieces it also has some really great action sequences for a comedy and it, it just it all gels oh it has amazing action sequences and two even has better mm-hmm. action sequences yeah. i also like two i love two i was gonna say one and two are great movies mm-hmm. Three is garbage. I have not seen three. I haven't seen three in years. I saw it one time. Oh, I've seen it a lot more than that. Yeah. It's still garbage. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible. I saw Beverly Hills Cop in the theater. Me too. Yep. Me too. I didn't. I was a sperm and some guys' balls. Maybe you were I don't even think you were that. (laughs) It is just funny. We could do a whole show on Eddie Murphy, really. I I I could sit down and do an Eddie Murphy night. Easy, yeah. Easy. Could do it for Dolomite, yeah. Because that's oh, pretty we soon, should do it, it for Dolomite. Yeah, yeah. They call me Dolomite. Yeah. It's funny though because I mean, really, it was like the '90s where he started to fall off. Yeah, right. Mid '90s, mid '90s is when he started trying to make kid friendly stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So he did. That's when he did Doctor Haunted Mansion, Doctor Doolittle, Little, and Haunted Mansion, and um, Daddy Daycare, and all that. Terrible crap. I I worked at Suncoast. Oh, that's right. From 1999 to like 2002. Okay. And during that whole time, that's when I was there. By the way, you could not. Yeah, you couldn't get uh, raw or what the other one is called. I can't remember. Delirious. Yeah, you couldn't get those on home video at the time. No. Because he didn't. He just didn't want to be associated with like the 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 language. Yeah. 
the florn filth florn and, and i guess it had to do with his kids filth. he wanted to be the you know daddy daycare guy and yeah yeah i remember that i remember being really mad because i didn't have a copy of raw i remember being very confused like what why does he care about this all of a yeah, sudden it's almost like well he has kids and he wants to make kid movies and i was like Oh, he still has kids. So that's what terrifies me. Like that dude has not stopped making babies since the eighties. Well, he's kind of like, oh, whatever. My the the babies who were born in the now can know about my. Now he's like whatever. He's like I'm too old to care about this shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's like I'm a grandfather. I don't care. So my next one is kind of a weird one because. It is really offensive now when you watch it. But 16, 16 Candles. Oh, man. <laughs> because, like, it is a hilarious movie. Yeah. And it is another time capsule look at the 80s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, dude, like, the long duck dong shit. That, oh. You couldn't. No. You can't, and, and, like, I don't even know, like. Yeah, you could. You think you could still get away? I think you could absolutely get away with it if you have an Asian director an Asian writer and an Asian actor doing it. Okay. And doing it for the laughs of making fun of white people, it's not making fun of the Asian guy. Because if you pay attention, he's actually offensive because he's dumb as a post. He's mm-hmm. dumb as a post, which kind of goes against the grain of how Asian people are mm-hmm. typically portrayed on screen. Yeah. It is a, it's a hilarious movie. Like, I still laugh at it to this very day. Oh, his but, scenes still, they make me a little oh, uncomfortable, but I still What's happening, hot stuff? I still cannot help oh but die laughing. Yeah. When when Jake comes to the door and says, I'm looking for Samantha, and he, she get married. <laughs> what? <laughs> she get married. What? And like, what are are you deaf or what are you dumb or don't you speak English or whatever the hell it was that, that he says after that? No more Yankee, my wanky. Don't need food. food. Yeah. But wow. Yeah, it is, the, it is amazing how the, bad that is. The now. sexual yeah. context between him and the girl and that movie. And then the entire thing with uh, Anthony Michael Hall's character. And oh, yeah. That's yeah. the yeah. most uncomfortable girl. thing to go back and watch. Like, I'm yeah. like, whoa, like this is total like rape going on here. Like but is she's, it? Oh, it is. But but it's really funny because neither of them remember doing anything. Neither of them so remember like, doing anything. But like she's drunk, passed out in the car. I know, and, and yeah. he's trying to take sexual advantage of her. No, and yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. how is this ever? Like, I just don't get. Like, it. How when is was this, this okay? Yeah. So that was uh, when was this comedy? That was '84. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is just kind of weird. Like. Mm. The movie's still funny. There's yeah. tons of funny shit in there, you know. There's, Grandpa's hyena, you know. Yeah, yeah. That Hernia. shit. Hernia. Hernia. Right. Yeah. Dong. The grandpa. <laughs> that movie, I, I, what's really funny to me is it makes fun of everybody. Mm-hmm. It does, yes. Very accurately. Yeah. Um, and it's offensive towards... Old people, white middle middle class yeah. people, Asian people, the the uh, Italians, and it promotes getting women drunk and taking advantage, taking of, them advantage in the of, of the backseat of a car. Yeah, I mean it has <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just it's such a hard movie to say. Ooh, it's a classic, but at the same time, like 
I sadly grew up with it. So the comedy yeah, still it's, resonates. It's with me. ingrained on us. Now, yeah. like weird science plays to a lot of the same like comedic elements, but the female is the main character in the movie and she's like in control yeah. of everything. Yeah. Yeah. You I, know? I, I, Even I, though they created her. I yeah. I don't know. I kinda don't like that guy who makes those movies. I think he's really overrated. Who? Who who made these? This was John, 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 John Hughes. John Hughes. John really Hughes. overrated. To be honest, I I put sixteen candles on when I was a teenager and I shut it right off. Yeah. I was like, This is really horrible. <laughs> I can't believe that rape is funny. Yeah, that's I'm just and I'm I mean, that shocked was, that they got the away rape with all scene that. never felt okay. It was everything else besides that. Yeah. The rape the, the I never the, liked the, the whole thing. thing. I never like, liked oh. any of it. I, I just I don't I I, there, I find John Hughes to be really problematic to the point where I can't really like separate any of it like at all. I don't Well, cuz a lot of his stuff is thematically similar. Yeah, yeah. it a is. Lot of his movies. It is. Yeah. I've always felt that way too. I'm not I mean, I remember like seeing that stuff for the first time <clears throat> in the 90s as a teen and and just and he does have like, the stuff eh. that, that isn't thematically the same that is planes, after- trains, and automobiles. Yeah. yeah, planes, trains, and automobiles is fucking yeah. wonderful. I haven't movie. seen that one. It's one. It's I, have, I think I've only movie. really seen the like the you know the, the teen the teen ones. ones. Yeah, Ferris Bueller was different. Ferris Bueller was massively different. God, we should yeah. have meant, we should have talked about that one. I was, I was gonna, going I was to. Gonna. Yeah, that movie's problematic too. But I you know I liked that one when I saw yeah. it. Well, we got like five minutes. We can talk about Ferris Bueller for a minute if you want. Sure. Or no, I don't care. That was another one of my first crush movies. Yeah. I loved uh, Matthew yeah, Broderick. But I didn't like Matthew Broderick. I just liked Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, because he is a kind of a caricature. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was so cool. And I look back and I'm like, you're a narcissist. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> oh, he so was. Yeah. He and so that's was. like he the problematic thing about it. He was such a fucked up movie. human being yeah. in that movie. Yeah. And he's like, kind of like he a hero. Cameron. He abuses like everyone, really. Yeah. The only one yeah. he's nice to is Sloane. Everybody yeah. else he's, he, he yeah. uses. Sloane. He's, a, he's Sloan, kind of... He's, Still He's, controlling and weird of her, and she doesn't really have much agency at all. Yeah. She no, just kind of no she just kind of goes along with it. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. So he's only nice to her because she doesn't really have but her own choice. Kind of, that was kind of Mia Sarah's eighties career, though, was being the the girl that just gets thrown into the situation. That's a lot of girls' screwed. careers in, in yeah. the eighties, yeah. unfortunately, oh, yeah. especially yeah. movies like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, her. And the, I, I was thinking of that in Legend. Yeah, for her. Yeah. Yeah, because in Legend she was like the. I never saw Legend. <gasps> it's yeah. mad. it's a beautiful. We got. I'm movie. just gonna start like every podcast like recording a list. Yeah, over just here write them all down so that we know which ones we yeah. have to watch. Yeah, because Legend is an absolutely beautiful movie. Yeah, yeah, both Dur- versions. Yeah, directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah, yeah. And I know so many like other people my age are just want to like beat and me up Tim, for it because Tim Curry in Legend. Yeah. Oh. Is one of the greatest performances of a bad guy of all time. But back to Ferris Wheeler. Not to diverge too far. Yeah. Funny goddamn movie. Yeah. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's the funniest of the stuff John Hughes did. See, I don't. I, I think Planes, is, Trains, and Automobiles. I do is by like Planes, Trains, but I do. And Uncle Buck. Yeah. I haven't seen Uncle Buck in a while. I do like Uncle Buck. I like the I like a lot of planes, trains, automobiles because I also love the bits, the more dramatic stuff. Mm. In that I like John Hughes movies once he had kids. Mm. 
One, you can yeah, kind of chill them out a little bit. There's a shift in his movies. There's pre kids, and that's weird science. And Breakfast Breakfast Club was problematic, but not terrible. Like his, some, some of that stuff. stuff in there. There's a couple of bad shit going on there, but it's not as heavy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty heavy. But it's my but opinion. Yeah, that one. Yeah, and then his post when all of a sudden Uncle Buck. It's about being a good about what makes you a good parent. Uh, you know what it was? It was when he started working with John Candy. Yeah, that kind yeah. of chilled him out a little uh-huh. bit. Because mm-hmm. I don't think John Candy would have been okay with any of that shit. <laughs> mm. Probably not. You know? No. I mean, how could you even cast him in something like that? It'd be kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm so... Sorry, but John Candy and Uncle Buck is one of the funniest things ever put on film. Oh, yeah. He was, like, at his peak at that time. Mm. Yeah. Candy was, like, I mean, he was, like, ramping up, yeah. you know. And then Canadian Bacon. Yeah, which was his final film. Wagons East was his final film. Oh, was, oh that's right. That's right. Yeah. Canadian eh. Bacon, then Wagons East. They can't all be like, classic. Talk about, <laughs> talk about two movies that bomb turds in a row. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, John Hughes didn't even do that much. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight movies. And he just kind of as a director, he he barely did anything. As a writer, he yeah, did. He yeah, wrote a lot. he was prolific. Yeah, yeah as a director, good movies. I mean, he wrote yeah. great movies. He just directed, like like Mara said, problematic movies. I would say Planes, Trains is probably my favorite of his. Yeah, Planes, Trains, Uncle Buck are my two favorites. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. We're done for that tonight. That was great, though. Yeah. Was Everyone that was had such show. awesome picks. Yeah. Really nostalgic I can keep going. show. <laughs> yeah. I know. I got a few more on my list, too. <laughs> I, I have. I, I could probably do 10 more movies. I probably could, too. But, but I'm out of time. I'm tired. I, and I have physical therapy. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a part two. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I'm gonna, 80s I'm part gonna, two. I'm going to put this as part two of the other 80s one we did a while ago. So oh. we can keep going. We can well, keep we should going do the fucking Make a trilogy. Yeah. Oh, there we go. We need to do a book trilogy of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, all right. So this was episode 124. We'll be back next week. We are going to be discussing the Matrix trilogy next week yes. and maybe yes. talk about the new one a little bit. So, all right. Thanks for listening. Thank Good you. Night. Good night. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes. <laughs>